Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk, and thanks for joining us. We're looking forward to diving right into uh, what we're talking about today before we dive in and talk about what we're talking about today. <laughs> Just like blah, blah, blah. We've switched to recording this it, in the it, afternoons, it, and I think I'm much more effective in the mornings. It kind of sounded like you were like... Welcome to Boggy Talk. We're welcome. We're ready to talk about blank, <laughs> like fill in the blank. Like you're just going to throw it in. Like it's just a common. Oh, that's a great idea. I should try common that. common intro. Oh man, how are I you? I mean, doing? you know, it's interesting because Jordan Renna does our welcome every week, and she's so consistent. <laughs> that's right. Every week, every she's week consistent. she records it. Every week, you know. That's so, right. Anyway. Uh, you doing okay today? Yeah. People are like. Bro, we hear you talk every week. You're going to judge anyone for messing up. <laughs> blah, 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 uh, blah. Man. Uh, spring is here. The pollen is here. Um, spring isn't even actually technically here yet, is it's it? It's just true. It's got like two more weeks. Florida's weird. Weeks. It is. I don't know We've when to put to, like weed and feed down and all that. <laughs> because our... we have like three fake springs. I know. And then it gets cold again. And I know. Yeah, it's My just, yard does crazy. not look good, man. And, you know. How's your yard look, Justin? Um. I have just stopped raking the leaves and I just okay. run over them with a lawnmower because it's, I feel like it's faster. Yeah. So. <laughs> compost. It's compost. <laughs> you know, it's compost. Right? It's putting some mulch down. Okay. Um, yeah. We were trying to put up a fence in the backyard because we have this dog and, you know, just things I thought I would never do with my life. Is, yeah. Um, oh, you're putting dog, it up yourself. Though. Have a dog or build a fence. Yeah. Cause, uh, money. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they put up the the builders put up a back fence for the neighborhood they're building behind us. So we're just doing the sides, and uh, we've got friends who say who say they're helping. So uh, mm. hopefully, they do help. So. Not this friend. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want me to help. That's, That's why I will create okay. more work for yeah. you. There's things I want you to help with, and same yeah. vice versa. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. and uh, things we don't want each other's help with. But um, you're a pretty handy guy, though. I don't think people would guess that about you. They may not. You know, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, and you know, when we moved into our house here, it was terrible. So you're so, really good at Minecraft, <laughs> and you're really good at building things. I, know. I, I watch Minecraft videos to watch people watch people watch people play Minecraft. Ooh, it's pretty, just ooh, kidding. I don't ooh. watch those. Yeah. Um, I watch people talk about sports, though. So <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. I watch people watch sports, technically. I listen to those. It's just good. Anyway, yeah, so, anyway. hey, we're diving in. Uh, this past weekend, we had the Gospel Center Parenting Conference, Woo! and it was good. It was it great was to good. have it was Paul good. Purvis with us, his wife Kimberly, uh, sharing over the weekend and him uh, sharing in services and breakout sessions. And we're going to talk a little bit about about the weekend and just some practical parenting things to move forward. So first question is, why in the world did we do this? <laughs> This You're is actually, just now asking that yeah, question. Uh, you know, it's just good for why. Why would we do a parenting conference? I think. I mean, besides the obvious help that we need <laughs> in parenting, but for real, uh, all this was a ruse because James and I need lots of help in parenting. We do. So we just we really dragged do. the church along. Oh man, yeah. I need. So I mean, much I know. Speaking from Christy and I, we need help, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. not easy. It is. It is. You know, you, before you have kids, you think it's going to be easy, easy, I think. Or you just, you're idealistic, maybe. At least I Yeah, I think you're you a little know. idealistic. You're idealistic. Like, my kids I, will never do this, or I'll I, never I do I think this. you think it's more formulaic. Does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. It's just, you you do this. And what's funny to me is that people our age will be like, well, my parents never did that. And I'm like, but I've heard you talk about your parents, and you yeah. don't actually like them, so. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I think... I haven't cooked a whole lot in my life, but I have become uh, more inclined to cook meals lately. Mm -hmm. And something that I'm a very logical person, so something that I didn't realize is like you can follow a recipe and it's not exactly the same every time, even though you follow the recipe. Like That's maybe it's because it's different temperature, it's yeah. different whatever. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I think parenting in many ways is like that. Like the did recipe. You just, did you come up with this off the top of your head? I really did. Yeah. This, this is a great analogy. Oh, thanks, man. Way thanks. Go. Thanks. So, uh, you know, the recipe is pretty consistent, but, you know, there's going to be variations in it. And I think, um, you know, yeah, you just and sometimes to- the meat's just spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so you can't do much with rock no, food. That's right. That is a good sermon yeah, illustration. A great illustration. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it's a little this you need a little more sprinkle of this, mm-hmm. a little more dash mm-hmm. of that, but ultimately the principles are the same. And I think mm-hmm. Ooh, and sometimes it's not the same because the mood you're in. Oh yeah. Man, this sometimes keep, this keep you, chasing get, this. you get in a rush and so you burn it. Keep this you in. burn the mm. food. Are you you're distracted? The, you oh. get distracted. You didn't give it enough time to marinate. I, th- I think we're done here, Justin. <laughs> I think, uh, I think so we have made our contribution I to think society. We just, uh, are, are on the cusp of a new book we're about to write. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting kids in the kitchen. That's uh, right. Oh man. <laughs> Gospel centered kitchen parent. I don't know. There's we'll, prize. We'll work on there. the title, but yeah, yeah we will. Uh, you got to have the Hobby Lobby art. That's for sure. That's right. That's right. Since you dug at them last week. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about, this is why. Yeah, (laughs) That's why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh, one of the things that is important to to understand is like there are, we talked about this a little bit last week too. I think there's, there's gospel principles, there's biblical Mm. principles on parenting. And really there's so much leeway and grace in how this all plays itself out because it is so different. I mean, mm-hmm. you have multiple kids, many kids in your home. I do too. And you you recognize, and anyone who has uh, been, not just more than one kid in their family, but has been around more than one kid, you recognize that it works differently for different kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we do have to adapt some of the strategies, but the goal is the same. So uh, in a nutshell, what would you say is the goal of parenting? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the goal of parenting is that our children would respond to the gospel and uh, that they would hear the voice of the father um, and my sheep hear my voice. And so teaching them to listen to the voice of God, once they've come to trust in the gospel, I think I I would say that's really it. I mean, Mm -hmm. and obviously there's so many things that fall under that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that we need to parent with um, our grandchildren in mind. That's good. So like, I don't mean like, Hey, if I mess up on my children, I can parent <laughs> get my a redo on your grandkids. But I mean, like, I'm I parenting a lot. Yeah. I'm parenting parents. Yeah, that's reproducible, mm-hmm. repeatable. And if they parent parents, you know, I think that's really uh, what we're trying to do. Yeah, honestly. I man, that's a great, very beautiful way to say that. I would say, comma. And you're really all about encouraging. I, I am. You're doing a great job on this. Uh, it's like you've, you're you've finally starting your New Year's resolution on February 28th. <laughs> Being encouraging. <laughs> I would just add comma and one of them makes enough money to support me in my old age. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. No, no. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't forget but, no, about listening is, to that. Yes. But I mean, really, that's the goal is that our kids, more than being successful in the world's eyes, know how they know their, their father, their yeah. heavenly father, and are able to walk with him and talk with him and, and be, you know, just have a relationship with mm. him like as he created to them to be so go ahead You're yeah no something. i think i think so parenting conference you know the reason we did that is not only to help people see that but also there this is a collective thing you know the mm-hmm. the the church is a family and so um we are coming alongside each other in this parenting journey, you know, I mean, we're coming alongside each other in every aspect of, uh, the Christian faith, but a Christian walk, but, um, 
Specifically, I mean, we really are stronger if we lean on each other. This Lone Ranger mentality um, is not a biblical concept. Oh, yeah. And so hopefully, you know, that's another thing this weekend did is it exposed – it reminded and exposed maybe for the first time some of us to the the depth of the riches of the body of Christ. Man, are you reading my notes? Because no, I literally wrote no. down like recipe, you know, <laughs> recipe, recipe for parenting. Yeah, yeah. A little dash of community. Uh, actually, that is a huge. We're like a big yeah, cookie. A big, yes, right. With but a little nuts in the middle. So that's from Bruce Almighty. Yeah, you're, I think you're reading my list because I've got that written down. This is a huge ingredient to it all is just uh, we aren't supposed to do this alone. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the great things of this conference was that we had, we did have bring in a speaker for the main sessions, but all the breakout mm-hmm. sessions were led by people in this church because we want to cultivate that community. We want to cultivate those relationships and, and hear from a diverse, uh, lots of different personalities yeah. who, and, you know, in all of our breakouts, none of them are saying, this is the way to do it. They're saying, Hey, this is what we've learned about this specific topic mm-hmm. uh, by by things that went well for us and things that didn't go well for us. And if we had a redo on it, this is what we do different. I think mm-hmm. all of our breakout sessions are are, are trending that way, you know, trended that way, just what people were sharing because we need uh, other people. And I think, you know, we go through practical lists, like here's five practical steps to do this as a parent. I think I would say number one is don't parent on an island, like you or right. you cannot do yeah. this with others and find people who, who are, who had the same goal, you know, the goal you mentioned, uh, other people, other, there's lots of parents out there. There's lots of, there's culture. They don't have necessarily the right goals for your parenting. You are, we are charged to set the goals and the priorities for parenting mm-hmm. our kids. And we need to find people with those similar goals mm-hmm. and run, run closely with those people who are, you know, Man, pushing each good. other. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so you and Christy led a breakout session. We did, on yeah. Identity, identity. So, mm-hmm. uh, in a nutshell, what'd you say? You should have come. <laughs> That's right. You missed no, no. out. Uh, yeah, we we just talked about our identities in Christ, and so then as parents, uh, there are instructions in the Bible on um, helping children see that identity in Christ. And um, the responsibility placed on us and just some statistics on that. And then we talked about, you know, we need to really be intentional um, about um, how to parent and I mean, excuse me, about parenting uh, for our children to see their identity in Christ and talked about some things we do in terms of things we say repeatedly and practices we have. And, you know, I admitted we we struggle in that, um, but always trying to kind of emphasize the main thing. And then we talked about um, four challenges to mm. identity. That would be um, you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if 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 not you, Justin, just but yeah, like <laughs> if coming in, you know, is our identity in Christ and is our right. primary goal for our children mm-hmm. there being identity in Christ? And then we talked about um, another challenge to be friends. You know, he who walks with a wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And just that reality that our children's closest friendships really matter. Right. And then church. Uh, you know, we need to be a part of a church that. Um, doesn't see children as uh, a means to reach families who have money, but as somebody, you know, to disciple mm-hmm. and who value doctrine and then culture. And I think a statement I made is something like this was basically um, everyone from the CEO of Disney to uh, the 
authors of the books we read, to the president of the travel sports organization, to educators, to our neighbor, have an agenda for our child. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying they're like necessarily that clear about it or even thinking about it, but ultimately they do have an agenda. And mm-hmm. so the more we lean into those things, um, if they're not in line with what Christ, you know, right. goal is for us, then we're in a dangerous spot. And then we had some great questions. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, there's no way when you talk about identity, that's really, Goodness. that's a lifelong journey. Absolutely. Because um, we're so, so prone to build our identity around anything but you know like the lord like you know whether it's what we do our occupation as adults or as kids it's like your identity is so i think especially as late elementary middle school high school gets your identity gets built around your peers your friends and this group and how you identify and what what sport you play or activity you're involved in and that becomes your identity um we're just our hearts are idle factories and we constantly replace our true identity in Christ with all these things. Did um, you guys let one or two breakouts? Oh, uh, we did one. Okay. Yes, we did one. We did uh, uh introduction to TBRI trust-based relational intervention, which I, I subtitled it. So people would know what that meant is how to not flip your lid when your kid flips theirs. Okay. Um, and so we, um, we just I should like, have come to <laughs> that one. I need it. I, I have like, as I shared in that, I'm like, I'm, I'm retelling this stuff, but it's really, you know, it goes back to what you shared as the heart of, of parenting is that we want to ultimately teach and disciple our kids to know the Lord and to, to walk with him, to have this relationship with him. And so uh, TBRI is, is a research based, uh, you know, it's kind of a pragmatic you know, way of looking at the brain. Uh, and it's, it came out of Texas Christian University, but taking those principles and really through the filter and lens of the gospel that the goal, is, and it's really designed uh, and aimed towards kids who've experienced trauma. Uh, so it, it initially was geared towards, you know, uh, the foster adoptive community, but really what we have found uh, in our own parenting and what uh, studies are showing is that kids, uh, basically trauma is a new reality uh, mm. for, for culture. And um, some trauma is very obvious and other is not. Uh, the whole point is to teach kids how to connect. Uh, so ultimately they can connect in relationship uh, with, with others, but ultimately so they can connect in relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kids who come from hard places just um, have a harder time with that because of things they've experienced, whether, you know, and so there's the, the fight, flight and freeze tendencies. And so it's just practical tools that ultimately get us and get them into a place where we can address the root relationship, you know, get Mm. past all the the stuff that gets in the way of really addressing the the heart issues Mm. that that encompass us. So, and as you said earlier, so much of it really comes back to us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It comes back to us. So yeah, that was kind of the heart of ours. The desire of ours was just to kind of, hey, just Mm -hmm. see the, basically see the need behind the behavior. You see behaviors, what's the need driving it? And then once you kind of get there, then you can address through the gospel issue that's going on. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I would just say, that, you know, us, but not just us, because, you know, our bandwidth is somewhat limited, but within <laughs> the church, there are many great godly families. And so if you're struggling mm-hmm. and you're not connected to one of those families, specifically one that kind of walked through the parenting season of life already, we'd love to help you get connected. Right. Uh, so uh, reach out to us. Right. Me, Justin, Pastor Michael, Pastor Absolutely. Mr. Lucas, Mr. Alec, Alec Lucas, That's whatever right. you call Bob, them. Yeah. Uh, Bob, you know. Um, and too, in our life group. Brenda, our receptionist, yeah. oh, and we'll connect you. Oh, yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, you know, too, if you're you're not connected in a life group, That's you know, good, yeah. our, our, our life groups, especially all of our life groups that have, that are a younger demographic, have mentor couples in them. Uh, and they aren't there because they know everything. They're there just because they're older. Wait, what? And, <laughs> you know, but they're there to 
bounce things off of, to pray with you, to give counsel, to to just be those voices that we that we need. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then there's a plethora of of those voices in our church who are more than happy to just come alongside. So, I would say with parenting, um, you know, I think we, you would agree. Like all of us who are parenting, and if you know our parents would admit this too. Like we're all figuring it out as we go, mm-hmm. you know, and flying the plane or building the plane as we fly <laughs> basically. And so you really do. There's, there's so much grace in this. And I would just say, uh, right now we're in the middle of parenting kids, uh, here, teenagers all the way down to, you know, young elementary God's grace is sufficient for us. And, uh, we want to help model that for kids, our kids. So man, when you mess up, like know you're forgiven, but also like teach your kids that they're forgiven and ask for their forgiveness That's too right. for the times you've messed up. Uh, you know, just modeling the gospel in our homes in that is is huge. I uh, agree. Man, we mess up mm-hmm. so much. It's good. Um, you know, we'll we'll transition. One 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 last question. Since you, you're kind of in the same boat. You have young kids and teenagers. Can you pinpoint one, anything you're doing differently with your youngest kids that you didn't, that maybe like you've learned now and you're parenting differently. And I'll, I'll say this, like our kids call us out, our older kids will be like, you would never let us do that. You know? And, and we tell our kids, you know what? You're right. You're, you're right. Because we just have learned that a lot of things we thought were a big deal when you were little. Yeah, exactly. Aren't. Yeah. I'm so much more chill. <laughs> <laughs> so much to more the benefit chill. of our younger kids. And that's when we just say, you know what? We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there nope. you go. Yep. That All would right, be so. very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, moving on. Uh, questions. We got one question uh, today, and that has to do with the recent news uh, that the Southern Baptist Convention uh, at the executive committee session uh, last week voted to remove, or excuse me, disfellowship uh, six churches uh, who all have ordained women pastors. Five of the six. Five of the six, excuse me, five of the six. six five of the six were women pastors. One uh, was something else. Uh, and most notably, one of those was Saddleback Church, uh, Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren, who is well known as a pastor. And he's kind of, I've actually been dubbed by some as America's pastor, written The Purpose Driven Life and all the subsequent books that followed that. Uh, and plenty of other books too. Uh, so uh, the question is, what do you think about that? So, uh, <laughs> so what do we think about that? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I <laughs> mean, and, and we have tackled this yes, issue somewhat, uh, pretty, I mean, pretty in depth actually in uh, previous episodes. But yeah, I, I think that the reality is the majority of Southern Baptist um, and the Baptist faith and message, which we say is kind of you know our. Uh, a summary of beliefs in which mm-hmm. we cooperate, um, you know, reserves the role of pastor for men, um, the office of pastor specifically, not the gifting of pastoring and shepherding, but mm-hmm. the role of pastor and and specifically, you know, teaching the congregation. Um, and there's a, some liberty in that, but mm-hmm. by and large, that's where uh, Baptists land. And Saddleback has just kind of moved farther and farther in the direction of ordaining women. Um, they have their current lead pastor is male pastor. Her wife is teaching pastor. And so, you know, that's just not really in line with SBC life. I don't think anybody, well, some are saying, but most people are not saying they don't love Jesus and they're going to hell or anything like that. And I, I just, you know, personally, I'm like, 
yeah, I mean, that's where we're at on this issue, you know? And so I don't understand why Saddleback isn't like, hey, we've kind of evolved on where we mm -hmm. think this issue, we're going to go a different direction. Yeah. Like to me, like, that would be the gracious mm -hmm. thing here. Um, but rather what is being said is like, hey, everyone needs to accept our change of doctrine on this issue. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not even necessarily debating the doctrinal issue right, right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying historically, mm -hmm. that's where Southern Baptists have landed. Saddleback and other churches in that direction have moved in another direction. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, I, I don't understand why it's divisive. Like it should be clear, like disfellowship. So secondarily, I have been kind of discouraged by Rick Warren's approach in this. It's mm -hmm. almost been like, Hey, but look at all the things we've done. So your loss. And it's like, I just don't feel like no, Jesus no matter how talk like that. we are, we shouldn't be. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but man, if you read and you can speak more of this, if you read it, you're going to see all yeah, over the board people, reaction to you it. You know, one side is saying, this is the, this is the liberal drift we're talking about. And yeah. the next step is these churches are going to be affirming LGBTQ right. lifestyles. They're going to move. And I, I don't see that happening with Yes, but, 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 it, but I mean, it could, but I, you know, that's, that's not, I, you know, that would mean that these churches who are dis disfellowshipped are going to you know, go line up with some, you know, mainline denomination. And I just don't see that happening. Now it could, it, it could. So there's those who are like, yes, yeah, see, this is, and there's others who are, you know, what you're talking about, like, Hey, this is, and this is the historic Baptist faith and message. This is where we are. And if you're moving that direction, you know, grace and peace to you. We love you in Jesus name. And, you know, don't think for, you know, I don't, I don't think that they're, you know, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing and, you know, that kind of stuff that gets thrown out there. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, there's validity in that concern. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. What has happened in the Methodist church, you know, the, 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 the United Methodist church, which like the church, most of the churches in our region have actually chosen to leave, you mm -hmm. know, um, cause this is a more conservative, if you want to yeah. use that word region, but what has happened you know, I do think f where they are like openly affirming homosexual ministers now, mm -hmm. um, I do think that it's because they continue to press in this direction of, well, does the Bible really say? Yeah. What you know, because like First Timothy, you know, when it talks about the role of pastor being men, the office of pastor, I mean, Paul references creation and then they'll yeah. be like, well, that's contextual. And women weren't educated and now they are. I'm like, that's not what Paul's talking about. Like, I agree. Like, we need to find a way mm -hmm. for women to have a voice in the church. They did in the New Testament. They're prophesying in the New Testament. So, I agree. But then, why is it got to be all, like, why is it got to be, all they have to be pastors? And I have no personal, I don't have a personal care in the world. Yeah. I'm just like, this is what the Bible says. So it makes me unpopular to say that, especially in mm -hmm. today's day and age. Yeah. And I'm viewed in as some oppressive white male who wants control, which I don't know how it gets to all that, but that's really not mm -hmm. issue. It's just scriptural it's integrity. Together. And yeah. I'm, you know, anyway, yeah. so, so my point, sorry, I'm rambling. My, that's part of boggy talk. My point is <laughs> when boggy. you said it's not going to be that I'm like, but it could be. It does give you concern it, yeah, for that. Yeah. You know? yeah. One of the things I was going to say, like, 
I think, and we've talked about this before, is that you know in the Baptist faith and message, it talks about the office of pastor. Now, one of the things, if you follow this all at, at all on in social media, they've said is like, well, it does. It's implied. It's implied lead pastor, so there's leeway, and I think that's kind of like you're you're really trying to make what the document you're trying to make the document say something that it doesn't say. I think where what has compounded the maybe some of the lack of clarity in that is that. Across the board, I mean, as, as Baptists are autonomous churches, each Baptist church is governed in a different way. Yeah, right. And so you do have some churches that have uh, what the Bible would call elders and those being men. And then you have the office of deacon and that's open to all. And then you have others who have a pastor, like a lead pastor, and then other people serving in different roles. And so essentially what has happened because there hasn't been super clarity over those terms. Like right. what does this office of pastor mean? Right. Like as a denomination, because, right, as churches a denomination. Are because churches are autonomous, you have a lot of different churches practically doing different things. Right. And so you would find men and women serving on yeah. a church staff, right. doing identical things and a man called pastor so-and-so and the woman just called director of, I've, I've, and I think it's because, and then, then some church would say, well, she's doing the same thing. Let's call her pastor too, right. without the intent. And so it creates this confusion that mm -hmm. has, I think, muddied the water over something that you said earlier. It's, it's I think, pretty clear what the bad faith and message mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. And I think that has just convoluted it because there has been maybe, maybe a desire to cooperate Let's open the office right, to cooperate. Right, right. And then you realize, okay, well, now some people are co cooperating in a way that we don't think is actually. That, that's the, so we're, we're talking about two different things. There's like what the Bible says and what the Baptist yeah. faith and message mm -hmm. says. And so, you know, the Bible to me is very clear on this issue that there should be a plurality of shepherds in the church and their men who are qualified, you know, mm -hmm. and that their wives should be with them, you know, in mm -hmm. ministry. And, and, and I do believe our shepherding, you know, they're just not in the office of shepherd because their husband is. So, you know, I, I think it's very clear. Now, can we get into some of these issues where, you know, it's called this and it's called that, you know, yeah, exactly. I am willing to cooperate in those regards. I think, I think the concern becomes, okay, well, on the Baptist faith and message level, if they start having women in the teaching role and the excusia, the Greek word is excusia, exercise authority of doctrine over. Like if a woman's up on stage teaching regularly, she is teaching doctrine. Like, and so you can say whatever you want, but I just first Timothy five, you know? So, so if I am there theologically and then this church is not there theologically and we're sending students to seminary and, 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 and people from our churches can be endorsed as, as seminary professors and we're educating the next generation. Like the implications are bigger mm -hmm. than just like, do I really care? So, yeah. so Jeremy, my friend up the street at cross point, like they differ theologically from us than this. And I've said before, like we cooperate for a lot of things, but they're not teaching doctrine in our church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I'm not, they're not asking me to come teach at their church either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, we love them, support it them, partner together in things. Yeah. And, and we, I mean, I think if we had more time, maybe we'd hash this through mm -hmm. theologically, mm -hmm. but we're not going to, because I'm not going to convince him and he's not going to convince me. I, I, I don't think, you know, and so, um, like, I don't think I'm going to convince him. So my, my point is like, I, I think that's what's happening here is we're saying, okay, maybe that cooperation isn't as close knit because of where you're going theologically. 
So, and, but, but, yeah, I just, I know we've said this before. I don't, I don't see a future where 16,000 churches can cooperate. It's just going to become more and more. I don't see it. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's not in a pessimistic hard. way, in a realistic <laughs> right, way. Yeah, it's just, it's just reality of where we are. I agree. I think it, the, the line's going to keep being drawn in certain things and, you know, maybe rightfully so in, in, in some of those things that are to come. I don't know. Um, but I, man, it's, share the gospel, preach the gospel, love Jesus, and hold fast to doctrine. Don't be blown uh, by the wind, like as, as scripture says. I don't know. Yeah, and I just, there's so much man stink, as my friend Antoine would say <laughs> in here. Like, you know, we're not going to get to heaven and be like, no, 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 I told you so. <laughs> I was right to you. Like, we're going to get to heaven and be like, man, yeah. Jesus, you saved all of us sinners mm. who had all kinds of things jacked yeah. up, you know, about us. So, yeah. Anyway, I mean, if you want to go down the, the 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 rabbit hole of Twitter and search all this stuff out, feel free. But you'll you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all this is out there. But yeah, so if you have more questions, follow up on that. Let us rabbit know. hole is a generous term. Yeah, <laughs> very generous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are we done? I think. All so. right, That's hey, all we got a game. We got. we got a game. We're talking about parenting, so here we go. Let's have oh, some fun. Okay. I'm going to give you a. TV character. I want you to tell me what show he's a dad on, and what and <laughs> bonus, bonus, what his job Ooh, was okay. is. All right, all right. This one, first one's easy. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson was on The Simpsons, and he worked at a nuclear power plant. Wow! And you weren't allowed to watch that show. Oh, but we snuck it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you know his kids' names? Bart, Lisa, wow. and Maggie. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa! You know. you know their dog's name? Ooh, I don't remember. They, Santa, Santa's little helper. <laughs> and Snowball was their cat. I think they had like Snowball one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's okay. All right. Next one. Philip Banks. Oh, that's Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah, he was a lawyer. Bel Air and he was an attorney. Yeah. yeah good job. You know yeah. his kids' names? Uh, um, if you wouldn't have asked me right now, I would have been able to just Hillary and Carlton and the young one. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. There yeah. you go. And then he had a nephew named will okay all right i was, <laughs> I was like, like wait okay all i was right. about to say Sweet. fresh Prince. yeah very good <laughs> his name was fresh Prince. okay tim allen uh, uh <laughs> good job. tim the tool man taylor yeah uh, he was a tool guy had his yeah. own uh reality tv show before those were a thing yeah actually. not right and didn't um, he have a shop too like in i don't know anyway i think he had a home improvement shop and probably the TV so show. yeah, yeah. Kind of i don't that. know his kids names actually except remember. for jonathan taylor thomas because all <laughs> the girls like jonathan oh, taylor was, thomas yeah, and, they were all over that yeah Okay, Danny Tanner. Danny was uh oh, I about to say he was a stay-at-home dad, but no, he was the newscaster on the morning show on um uh Full House. Yeah, very good. I, very like, good. I, I know the theme song before I know the name of the That's show. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I can you do. It. Yeah. Uh, what were the girls' names on that? DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle. Yeah, very I good. Kind of like DJ. Oh, know? did you? I, you know, we're about the same. I was age. younger, so Stephanie, right. oh, but DJ was way cooler. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, all right. Yeah, Carl Winslow. Oh, Family Matters. Yes, uh, he was a police officer. Man. Yeah, that's TGIF. See, I know this. I know okay, TGIF. very good, very good. Yeah, he okay. was a police officer. I don't remember his kids' names, but Urkel lived. Lisa, Lisa. That's right. Urkel, he was the one. Yeah, I can't remember the other two's names. He had a son. They had an older son and a younger daughter in there too. Don't remember them at all. Okay, all right. We're getting harder with these okay. next four. Okay? okay, Alan Matthews. I have no idea. What's the first wait, letter of the show? Wait, who was that? I don't even remember who that was. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Alan Math, no, no. Clue. You're slightly old for this. Oh, thanks. 
Uh, no clue. Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. I did watch that one, but I don't remember yeah. the names. Okay. I just remember Topanga. Okay. You know, I think all the guys that are, you know, are like, oh, we all have crushes on Topanga, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness. Because also, what a weird name. What? That was a strange. Sorry. No offense. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a Topanga in yeah, real life. I, I don't know that. I feel like that's really culturally insensitive. Like she was just like slightly not white and they gave her like the most like, you know, out there name. It's what they do. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What they used to do on Disney. Okay. All right. Ray Barone. Is that, but that's not everybody loves Raymond. It is. Everybody loves Raymond. Raymond, Oh, he was a sportscaster. Yes, he was man. Sports writer. Sports Sports writer. writer. That's right. Sports writer. Okay. Two more. Okay. Eric Camden. Ooh. I feel like you would have loved the show. Eric Camden. I have no idea. Really? No. What's the first letter? Seventh Heaven. No. <laughs> I do Seven. remember that show. Seventh I remember seeing that show. You know his job. He Come was on. a minister, though. That's yeah. right. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah. Oddly, yes. he actually ended up like getting arrested for the real guy. Oh, really? For, like, yeah. So oh. in light of SBC Yikes. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. That's Last sad. one. That's sad. Bandit Wheeler. <laughs> Bandit Wheeler. Is that the Dukes of Hazard? No. <laughs> no idea. I just think of How old's your youngest child? My how old am I? Six. Yeah, you may not quite oh, be. Oh, is here. this Bluey? This is Bluey. Oh, so so yeah. Bluey comes on, and I just know they love it. And I've watched okay. it. I don't pay attention to what they say necessarily. It's really funny. It is it is funny. You like, would like it. You, know, you would appreciate it. What Bandit. I didn't realize, okay, I saw this tweet the other day. Is it the theme song at the beginning when they like are dancing and they yeah. stop and they call the name? Yeah. It's because they're playing a game. They're oh, okay. playing the freeze game, and they, they're out when they call their name because they didn't okay. freeze. But then they so, say violin, trumpet. I don't know. That's just what somebody told I don't think, me. I, I think they just do in the full. Oh. And his job is a job that I think I could see you being one of these. Oh, really? Yeah. You look like one of these. Uh, <laughs> so Meteorologist. Uh, Archaeologist. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because I have a big forehead and big nose. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> All the archaeologists <laughs> listening to this podcast are now so offended. offended. I don't yeah. know. You look scientific. You look weathered like you've been. You look like you were on Jurassic Park. Like you got called in as an expert for Jurassic Park. Uh, If I could be called as an expert. You also kind of look like a velociraptor. (laughs) I can do a great (laughs) impression right there. That's not a velociraptor. That's a, they they spit. The thing they like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called. that's right. Whatever they are. We're not archaeologists, clearly. (laughs) Clearly. I think we're done. There you go. Our work here is finished. Parenting problems are all solved. But if uh, you do have some questions, please reach out. We would love to hear from you. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.